0: Let me give you some good legal advice. It is not an excuse to go kill someone because you receive a bad grade. Now, in the Gilgo Beach case, is Rex Heuermann's wife cashing in? Manslaughter or just an accident on the old ice rink? The prosecution rests in the Caitlin Armstrong trial. Dana Adelson was arrested on her way to Vietnam. And uh, Linda Stanley, the prosecutor in the Barry Morpheud case, gets called a criminal by the sheriff And then finally, our dumb criminal of the day. Let's talk about it. Good day, everyone. My name is Scott Reichen. this is Crime Talk. Thanks for joining us. You know the drill, subscribe if you haven't, like if you do, leave me a comment below and hit that little bell for notifications once we go live or put up new content. And remember, you can listen to us anytime on any of your favorite podcasting apps. All right, let's go ahead and open the record for November 15th, 2023. And first on the docket, Jeremy Goodell, sentenced. That's right, Jeremy is now 18 years old and he pled guilty to first-degree murder back in April. And he was sentenced today for his part in killing Nohima Graber, the Fairfield High School Spanish teacher over a bad grade on November 2nd of 2021. Now, the other teen, Willard Noble, uh, Chaden Miller, also pled guilty to first-degree murder and was sentenced in July to life in prison with a minimum of 35 years uh, in prison. Now, the prosecution recommended that uh, Goodell uh, be sentenced to life with a minimum of 25 years uh, to serve before he's eligible for parole. And that's what the court gave him. So, you know, the old juvenile life without parole, you can't do that anymore. So you have to be eligible, at least after 40 years. This kid got a break for his assistance in the plan. So like I said, back in April, uh, Miller and Goodell admitted to striking the uh, Spanish teacher and uh, Goodell's teacher the the previous year on aiding or betting uh, the other in striking her with a baseball bat. Now, Miller planned the killing for about 10 days to two weeks before November 2nd. And Miller started asking others for help. Investigators ultimately discovered a possible motive for Miller because he wanted to study abroad in Spain and he needed to get a good grade in Spanish class, but he was failing Miss Graber's class. Yes, good legal advice. It's Spanish class, okay? I can tell you, from somebody that had to take Spanish twice in college, not once did I ever plan on um, taking out the... Spanish teacher. It was not his fault that I could not speak good Spanish. It was on me. Kids these days, though, what can you do? Next, is Rex Heerman's estranged wife cashing in on his case? Possibly. So the estranged wife of alleged Gilgo Beach serial killer, Rex Heurman, had a little bit of smile on her face when she saw her accused killer husband in court today. Now Asa Elsrup was in court to see for herself if there's evidence to indicate that her spouse is guilty of the crimes to which he's been accused of committing. Elrup arrived about uh, 9 a.m. at the courthouse, and apparently the two locked eyes when uh, he was escorted out in handcuffs. And the accused killer's longtime spouse remained very composed as her husband flashed her several glances. Yeah, probably saying, hang in there, babe. It's all going to be okay. Lies, damn lies, I say. That's probably what he's telling us. We probably would have told her in jail. Did she fall for it? I don't know. But guess what? She was trailed into the courthouse by a documentary crew from the Peacock Network, who's also been seen inside the home. Now, the attorney for the wife refused to confirm or deny that they were cooperating with the filming and no information has been shared as to whether she might be getting paid. The attorney did note that she planned to uh, be in court where her husband was to assess the evidence of his potentially barbaric crimes for herself. Like I said, during the proceedings, the attorneys uh, told the judge that his team has not yet received the full minutes of the grand jury that uh, voted to indict their client and they are still missing about 75 pages. Attorney also asked for investigation discovery dating back to 2010 and lab report results, which he said were important to have before the trial moved forward. Prosecutors informed the judge, hey, uh, we just provided them 200 pages of the um, some 13,000 photographs in the case back in October. And they said that they would uh, find and send over the missing some 75 pages in the near future. Now, the judge appeared somewhat surprised by the amount of uh, evidence that has been uh, turned over in this particular case, but you can't go forward if everybody doesn't have all of the information. Needless to say, uh, Mr. Herman's next court date is scheduled for February 6, 2024. All right. Next on the docket, a accident or maliciously trying to actually harm somebody. Now, we're not going to show you the video. The video is a little too gruesome in my opinion. But a man arrested on suspicion of manslaughter following the death of an ice hockey player by the name of Adam Johnson has been bailed pending further inquiries, according to the South Yorkshire Police. Now, this is in England. We're jumping across the pond here today. So about 8,000 people watched uh, when Nottingham Panthers star uh, Mr. Johnson's throat was slashed on October 28th after a collision with the Steelers star Matt Petgrave in an incident labeled either a freak accident by people on his team or a vicious attack. Well, the 29-year-old Johnson briefly stood up bleeding profusely on the ice before collapsing uh, during the game in Sheffield. Now, Mr. Johnson received immediate medical attention with a CPR performed on the ice, and he was taken to the hospital, but passed away in route. Now, while the name of the person arrested uh, was not released, apparently in compliance with the UK law, the South Yorkshire police released a statement confirming that the individual was in police custody after the arrest on Tuesday on suspicion of manslaughter. Now, the South Yorkshire police confirmed today he has been bailed to a date in the new year as the inquiry continues. I don't think it was an accident. The skate just came up too high, just didn't look like, those guys are too good. Those skaters, man, they, they, they grew up with skates on their feet from a young age. It just looked deliberate to me. I mean, I hope I'm wrong. We'll give the guy the presumption of innocence, even in England. But yeah, tough case. Next, Kaitlin Armstrong update. The uh, prosecutors have rested their case in the murder trial of Caitlin Armstrong, who is accused of fatally shooting Anna Mo Wilson, on May 11th of 2022. Now, the defense uh, presented its first witness this morning, uh, which is the ninth day of the trial. The uh, witness was Aaron LaGrone, a latent print examiner from Austin Forensic Science Department, and LaGrone testified uh, that prints from the crime scene submitted to her by a detective who requested that they be compared to Armstrong's fingerprints, and none of the prints submitted to her matched the fingerprints of Armstrong, according to the expert witness. But the prosecutor got up, Guillermo Gonzalez, and asked the expert if some of the prints submitted were determined to be inconclusive. Well, the expert agreed. So Mr. Armstrong could not be included or excluded in those prints because it was inconclusive, correct? Mr. Gonzalez asked and Miss Legrand agreed. Now, defense attorneys have suggested that the police did not investigate Other suspects in Wilson's death, including her boyfriend, Colin Strickland, and they have said detectives never did a forensic investigation of Strickland's computer and never tested evidence to see if Wilson had been sexually assaulted. Now, Armstrong is charged with the murder, and witnesses have said that she was jealous of Wilson because Wilson had dated the boyfriend, Strickland, for a few weeks when he had, and Armstrong had, broken up for a short time. Now, Armstrong's DNA was found on the handlebar and seat of Wilson's bicycle, as well as the DNA of another unknown person, according to a DNA analyst that testified Tuesday. So Donna Adelson was arrested on a jetway at the Miami International Airport while trying to leave the country to go to Vietnam, where coincidentally, they don't have a direct extradition agreement. Anyway, so the court document indicates that uh, before her arrest, Donna spoke to her son about getting her affairs in order and leaving the country afterwards uh, he was convicted In the murder for hire plot. Now, Donna Adelson was arrested on an out of the country warrant on November 13th after she purchased tickets to Vietnam. She is charged with first degree murder, conspiracy to commit first degree murder, and solicitation to commit first degree murder. Donna's son Charlie was convicted on the same charges last week in the murder of the FSU law professor Dan Markle. Now, in the probable cause affidavit, prosecutors allege that after her son's conviction, Donna had multiple phone calls with Charlie in which she told him she is getting things in order, creating trust, and making sure her grandchildren are taken care of. Prosecutors argued in court during Charlie's trial that part of the motivation behind killing Markle was access to the two grandchildren with Donna's daughter, Wendy. The couple had gone through an acrimonious divorce, to say the least, and the court would not allow Wendy to move from Tallahassee to South Florida to be closer to Donna and the rest of her family. While Donna was taken into custody where um, she had arrived with her husband after purchasing plane tickets to Vietnam. Now, the prosecutor did not specify whether the tickets were round-trip or one-way, but they did note that the tickets were purchased on November 7th to depart on November 13th, and would have taken the couple to Asia after a brief stop in Dubai. So while the police have been investigating Donna for some time, her travel plans forced them to move up their timeline. And they said in a statement, it changed our timeline. It didn't change our intent. When we found that she was leaving the country, extradition would have been an issue. So we started talking to some of our federal partners, and that's when the decision was made. We needed to expedite. Prosecutors said in the phone calls with uh, Charlie, Donna discussed plans for suicide as well as plans to flee to a non-extradition country. Coincidentally, Vietnam has no formal extradition treaty with the United States. And uh, when Donna made her first appearance in Miami court um, on November 14th, she appeared to be wearing a protective suit of some type. Now, she waived extradition to go back to Leon County. And uh, the prosecutor said that uh, when Donna arrives back in Leon County, prosecutors will request that she not be allowed to have any contact with her son. Oh, the tangled webs we weave when we attempt to deceive. Next on the docket, Linda Stanley. Huh, where do I know that name from? That's right. She was the prosecutor in the Barry Morphew case. Well, That's right, the district attorney is being compared to the criminals she prosecutes. So Linda Stanley is already under investigation by the Colorado Supreme Court, their attorney regulation division, as one of the sheriffs in her own district has now urged her to resign. The sheriff said in an interview, one of the things that fascinates me about this line of work is that I've always tried to figure out why do people do things that they do? That's according to the uh, Fremont County Sheriff Alan Cooper. He said, I see a lot of Miss Stanley in people I've arrested and put behind bars. It's the same thought process That's it's everybody's fault but mine, according to the sheriff. Stanley, who is the district attorney for the 11th Judicial District, is under investigation by the Supreme Court for withholding information from the defense attorneys in the Barry Morphew case and also launching a secret investigation into the judge that ruled against her office in several cases. Now, the sheriff said, I've worked with six or seven district attorneys in my career. Some have been good, some have been average, and one has been really bad, the sheriff said. When asked, do you trust Linda Stanley to do large investigations, the sheriff said, no, you don't trust her the uh, reporter asked, he says, no, again, the uh, sheriff is a Republican, just like Miss Stanley is, but he wants to see her out of office, even if it means the Democrat governor, Jared Polis, would remove her and he would ultimately replace uh, Linda Stanley with a Democrat. Now, the sheriff said, hey, listen, everybody makes mistakes, but in my mind, there are two types of mistakes. There's a mistake in judgment, which you can generally learn from. I like to turn those into life lessons, but then there's a mistake in character. A mistake in character is part of who you are, and that the sheriff said he can't fix. That's what he told the Republican Central Committee, that I can't fix Linda Stanley, which is why she needs to go. Now, the former Judge Ramsey Lama, who accused Stanley of launching a secret investigation into his family for retribution purposes for rulings he made in the case of Barry Morphew. Now, um, Stanley could end up potentially losing her law license in the Supreme Court investigation. Now, there are other things that could happen. You could lose your law license, be disbarred. You could be suspended. You could receive a public or a private censure, which is basically a reprimand of don't do it again. Somehow, I think this is going to be a little more severe. I think this is going to be involve a suspension, but I'm not attorney regulation. We'll see how it goes. But I think it's a lesson to all DAs out there. Turn over the discovery. Don't play games. Finally, our dumb criminal of the day. A a Texas man is accused of stealing a city-owned surveillance camera that snaps photos of him in his home while he's now behind bars. Please meet Joseph Arthur Martinez. Here's a good photo of him. This is from the camera that he stole that took a photograph of him. Appears as though it looks like he's almost... Like on top of somebody. Hmm. Anyway, Martinez is believed to have nabbed the public camera that apparently continued to take pictures of the would be thief in various uh, activities once he got home. The camera is still sending images to the police department, the police stated, and uh, they believe the uh, suspect is unaware of these photos being taken. The guy's probably going to sue the city for invading his privacy, I'm sure. Anyway, the police posted some of the snapshots on social media. Uh, appearing to depict the then unidentified Mr. Martinez shirtless on the bed. And another person appeared to be in the bed as well, like I said, because although their face is uh, not seen in the pictures, the arm is. Anyway, Mr. Martinez is currently in custody and charges of uh, being a felon in possession of a firearm. And the bond in that case is currently set at $15,000. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, you can't make this stuff up. All right. That's all we have for you today. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time on Crime Talk.